0: You're listening to the Mindful Biz podcast. I'm Alison Morgan, business coach at Relauncher. Gimme founder Lydia Kirkland joins us here today. We're talking about how she rebranded twice and put her business up for sale before it finally became a success. Gimme actually began in 2018 under the name of Scarfy. As the brand grew and they wanted to offer a more diverse range of accessories, they rebranded to Trove. Under this name, they released a couple of very successful collaborations with influencers, were approached by Sephora, and collaborated with the retailer twice. The brand was soon seen on Australian celebrities. The founders decided to trademark the name as it was gaining momentum. However, they were too late. Another brand had already taken the name. So they rebranded yet again, this time to Gimme. In this podcast episode, we talk about this whole business story and what Lydia's done to grow the brand. Hi, Lydia. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you?
1: I'm good, Alison. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Absolutely. Have you had a nice break over the Christmas and New Year or you've been at home?
1: We Did, but like, is it a break when you run your own business? Is it really? I mean, we were busy in the lead up to Christmas, to be really honest, because lots of gifting. You know, we I um I work in accessories, as you know. So there was a lot of gifting to do, and then Boxing Day, which is, you know, retail's busiest, well, second busiest probably after Black Friday time of year. So to be honest, it was a bit hectic. And then I feel like I've started, you know, it does slow a little bit in Jan in terms of business. But, you know, I've got two kids, so I'm running around like a headless chook anyway. And then I'm gearing up, you know, doing a lot of planning and strategy for the rest of the year. So, uh,
0: yeah, I kind of had yeah. a break. <laughs> I know what you. about you? Oh, my gosh. Now, I have had a bit of a break, but I've come back to, er- to work much earlier than I normally do, thinking that I'd get a head start. You know, ahead of everyone else. Good. But I think everyone well done. Idea. It's actually been so. It's been the busiest start to January ever, and holidays feel like a distant memory now.
1: <laughs> mm, that happens. It happens.
0: Okay, so what I'd love you should do is introduce yourself mm-hmm. to listeners. Okay, do you want me to focus purely business, or who I am, human being wise? Who you are, human being? Because I think that that's actually what you know, like hooks people into the brand is when they understand the founder as
1: well. Yeah, of course. Okay, so I'm Lydia. First and foremost, I am a mum to two gorgeous, most of the time, little kids. I have a two and a half year old and I have a seven month old. And I'm also the founder of an accessory brand called Gimme. I grew up in Dubbo in regional Australia. So, you know, life was very different. I now live in Sydney. And so the opportunities are are further and wider. And I guess we're a bit more all connected, you know, through social media. Uh, But yeah, life is very different to, to living in the country. My parents are still back there. So I often go home to visit. I didn't always want to be In business, I didn't know I would ever own a jewellery accessory brand. I actually grew up uh, doing ballet all my life and I went to WAPA, which is the Western Australian Academy of Performing Arts after school, thinking dance was going to be my my career. Halfway through that, I thought, oh, there's not a lot of dance industry in Australia, which is actually very sad. And I went back to study journalism at UTS. So a lot of my career background has actually been in media journalism primarily but also a bit of PR and, and general communications as well and here I am today I mean I'm now in my 30s and I'm thinking whoa how did that all happen
0: yeah amazing okay so let's talk about when you first launched the business because it was quite different yes than what we have now it was okay so but you've got yeah. a real journey so tell us about it
1: yeah journey it's such <laughs> a word isn't it but it's like there is literally no other word to describe it so it all came about back about five years ago. I was working as a TV presenter actually presenting some lotto numbers completely away from, you know, anything business. But my cousin and I, I had this idea. I'm like all these businesses seem to be doing really well if they have like this one product and they're nailing their one product. Like, I mean, you look at like the UDI, for example. Yes. Frank Green, drink bottles, you know, like if they do one thing and they nail it, I'm like, what could I do? What could I do? What could I do? Anyway, wow. hair scarves became very trendy at that particular time. I think I saw Georgia Love, the influencer, or oh, content creator of The yeah. Bachelor wearing one, and I thought that's going to be my thing. I can't see yeah. anyone else doing it. That's what I want to do, okay? And I can, like, I'm sort of creative and I can sew, sort it, but I don't have a sewing machine. But I, I don't know. There's something there. I'm going to do it. So I went and caught up with my cousin who is also uh, like a really, really close friend of mine. And I said, do you have a sewing machine? This is literally the same day. Oh, and she's yeah. like, yeah, I'll pull it out. By the next week, we'd been to Spotlight. We'd bought fabrics. We were cutting squares, folding them in half to triangles. Da-da-da. We'd bought a business name, set up a shop fire store. And so Scarfy Official was born. Oh my gosh, I'm so cringe now. But hey, you've got to start somewhere. Yeah. So we started literally selling hair scarves. Then it was total side hustle. We both had other things going on. I didn't quite have kids then, but but my cousin did, and it was it was sort of weird. It kind of did well. I mean, it wasn't super professional by any chance. We were giving it a red hot crack, and we were packing orders at nighttime and all of that. And so that was fun. Yeah. And then we thought maybe we should do a bit more of this, and we started branching out into other categories. You know, scrunchies, uh, headbands, maybe yeah. some jewelry. Oh, okay, jewelry. and so it kind of went anyway as we started to probably you know hair scarves had their (laughs) their brief moment and out they went we thought okay maybe the focus should shift a little bit and let's go let's go a little bit more accessories as an umbrella not just scarves Scarfy, the name was so literal as well so then we thought let's do a rebrand because it's time to grow up a bit this is fun we want to do a little bit more of this and we came up with the name. Actually, I'll tell you how it came about. We'd been pulling our hair out trying to think of a name. I don't, I mean, you know exactly and other business yeah. women will know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. Thinking of a business name is like the hardest part. Yeah. yeah. So one day an order came through from a girl and her surname was Treasure. And I went, that's it, Trove. Treasure Trove. We're like a trove full of all of these treasures. Anyway, that was that's the story of how that came about. Hence, we rebranded to Trove and continued growing the business and things were going really, really well. We'd done collabs with Sephora. We did a big Annabelle. Annabelle Falco is a content, a fashion style um, stylist and content creator. We did a collaboration range with her. It went really well. We then teamed up with Montana Pitt and did something with her. And then we were starting to have a chat to some big retailers, so Iconic, ASOS, Glue, a few big players, and we thought, you know what, maybe we need to, like, kind of get a little bit more serious. Like, we would kind of go, what is happening? Like, we, we, we love this thing and we're working really hard, but this is actually going somewhere. Yeah. So we thought we'd better just dot our I's and cross our T's, and here's the lesson. Make sure you trademark the name exactly. that you come up with. I see this all the time,
0: all uh, the time. Yeah,
1: I bet you do.
0: I do. So tell the story yeah. because people that have, don't know about this, that you must listen to this because this is actually. You
1: have to listen to this.
0: This is not uncommon. So go ahead. Mm,
1: <laughs> so I made the mistake for you. We went to trademark and the trademark in our category, it, it's a bit of a confusing world. But, it is. But yeah i mean google it uh yeah. in our particular category was taken mm-hmm. so we you know yeah go and go and do your research talk to a lawyer and i know that sounds a bit serious but it is really worth investing a little bit of money on just getting an understanding of it and why what what you can trade as or can't trade as or yeah go and do your research please now we then had to pivot again. So we've just been through the rebrand from Scarfie to Trove and then we're thinking, oh my gosh, we've got to like rebirth this brand again. But we were like, we put a lot of time and effort into this. Let's just put our big girl pants on and just do it. So we did and again we were like pulling our hair out, writing notes on our phones just texting each other late at night going what about this what about that D-d-d-d. looking at like i was like looking for hints everywhere like i did with the the girl treasure whose order yeah. came through i'm like what can we name this goddamn thing and you'd pick a name and you'd go that's it and then you trep the tra- trademark and you're like oh it's taken it's taken yeah. literally everything is taken just fyi We're making up words like that's taken. Oh, my God. Anyway, Gimme finally came about and it wasn't the top of our list. It was probably in the middle. But then I think the rebirth of the Abba song kind of was around. We were like, that's actually cool. And I really, really wanted something short, snappy, attention-seeking that you're going to remember. Yeah. But something with a bit of personality as well. Anyway, Gimme was available. Mm. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. So we trademarked and we got all of the other you know the business end, the Instagram handles, etc. And we were we were lucky there. So so gimme was born, and it was actually it stopped me if I'm going too far. And you want to go back to the trademarking? That's no, good. But it's really good. It, it, it wasn't long after we rebranded that we were so exhausted. Just one thing though, as well, use the money to do your research or or, you, or hire a, a trademark lawyer. And pay for the trademark rather than using your cash reserve to do a rebrand. Like I promise you, it is far cheaper. So we were feeling a little bit deflated after that. If I'm really honest, we came out with a new collection, all guns blazing, all our ducks. But we were so we we're pretty we we're pretty gutted that we yeah. had to go through that and spend a lot of money doing it because we built up this whole brand as Trove and then you feel like you've got to undo it all and start again.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. Everyone was very. It was well received. It went well. It was like it was fine but I think we had just run out of steam a little bit and we actually decided maybe that was a sign maybe it's time to actually put the business on on the market by this time I'd had my first baby my cousin she had two by now we had other careers still going and it was like you know what maybe we're done yeah so we went to market and Another really hard thing, which I'm sure you can weigh in on as well, Alison, is putting a value on your business. Yeah. You can look at all the numbers, yeah. but the love and the effort and the passion and the care, like putting a number on that is just, it's its impossible. Yeah. We had a few interested parties come, you know, getting in touch, but it just, there was like this burning feeling in my deep in my belly and I just thought I just care too much I, I don't know if I could see someone else do this so I sat down with my cousin who is still my cousin and still my best friend and had a very frank conversation I said hey what if I'm the buyer what if I do it I'm about to go on Matt Lee for a second time I think I'll have some a little bit more capacity ha 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 but I want to give it one more go how do you feel and she was like this is the greatest idea ever go for it. Like I'd rather see you do it than someone else. So I did. I took the reins. Yeah. Early, what are we? 2023. Uh, and have just thrown uh, myself into it and really managed to grow the brand and use my vision and just, you know, all or nothing. It was for me.
0: You know when you've got the business yourself after having a business partner and you're going gr- to, great, you can drive it so much quicker because you can have an idea and go, yep, bang, and implement it. Have you found that it, you can you can evolve it and grow it quicker?
1: Absolutely. Your decision-making is so much quicker. You're not yep. second-guessing what someone else is thinking. You yep. don't feel that pressure as well of letting someone else down if your decision is incorrect. Yeah. Um, you know, you can kind of, you know, shoot from hip sensibly in a way, but yes, of course. And you're also, when you're, when you're juggling, if you're a mother as well, or juggle, or if it's a side hustle and you're juggling another career, you're often working on your business at funny times and having someone else in, involved can be tricky because if they're, no, if their time, if your time is at night, but yeah. their time is, no, they're having time with their kids. It can just be hard to actually get in the same room together to discuss the things you need to discuss, so yeah, in a way, it it does have its pros. Yeah. At the same time, it has its challenges because it's nice to have a second opinion sometimes and have someone cares as much as you do about the business. But yeah, it's definitely different working on your own.
0: Uh, my my story is a little bit similar to yours in the fact that I had a business partner, and about I think it was like two and a half years in. She went mm. off the same thing, and I took over the business. And I've just found instantly. I was like, right, bang, and it just—I could just take the business like next level so quickly. But it was yeah, so good yeah, good on her you as a business partner to start up with. Because without her, I don't think I would have had the confidence to actually just get going.
1: Hundred <laughs> percent agree. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And you're in it together. It's nice. Exactly. You're like,
0: oh, here we go. I know, I know. But then once you kind of like established it, it's like if, if you end up having to go up on your own, it actually ends up being, you know, a magic moment. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah it could. Oh, my yeah. Gosh. I think so. So tell us what's actually in the Gimme Store.
1: Okay. So look, the store is an interesting concept. That's almost future proofing myself if I ever decided to expand into categories but at the moment expand into other categories yeah but at the moment gimme is primarily like costume jewelry and fashion accessories Mm -hmm. so i have a bit of a thing about the things that i sell and i like to call them accessories because i think of jewelry as being quite fine precious jewelry that's solid gold and quite expensive whereas my stuff is very it's fashionable it's on trend It's great quality still, but it's plated. It's inexpensive and it's it's very affordable, which I love because I really believe that the the pieces, the kind of pieces that I sell, are pieces that you can grab to wear to the party on the weekend. You can wear them to work every day. You, they're a really affordable and easy way to kind of lift the wardrobe that you've already got. You know, I think times are tough right now, and we can't all afford to buy designer outfits and new clothes, and you know. I don't even need to get into the landfill and all of that kind of stuff. But accessories are a bit of an easy way to just give yourself a bit of a zhuzh. And I just hope that they also, yeah, they don't just make you look better or or more finished and polished, but I really believe it's almost part of your self-care routine. Like they make you feel a little bit more together. There's nothing like putting on a great pair of earrings and you just have a little bit more confidence. There's something about it.
0: Yeah, What's the price point as a guide? As a guide, we have anything
1: from sort of like the $39.95. Nothing at the moment is over $100 at yeah. this point. So the average cost of a pair of earrings, I would say, is that $59.95.
0: Okay. Yeah. I always say, like, particularly for personal brand shoots that a lot of business owners have, I'm like, you know what, I always say make sure you go quite heavy on the accessories And also dial it up. So, so in the photo, Mm. like wear something bigger and chunkier than you would in real life because it just adds another element in that photography. And I'm I'm assuming that's really interesting. Yeah, I'm assuming. Have you got like some chunkier rings and bigger earrings?
1: I do, I do. So we should we should create a little code. And anyone who's doing some, you know, some personal branding, you know, I'll uh, I'll I'll fix you up. But yeah, absolutely. I love the statement stuff. You know, there's so Mm. much. Fine everyday
0: jewelry, which I love in the market. I love that. In fact, I'm wearing. Clothes. There
1: is a place yeah. for it all. There is yeah. an absolutely a place for it all, and I think that's as a bigger business, uh, sort of overarching lesson.
0: Yeah,
1: it's very easy to get intimidated by these big brands that are doing things. If you are a little bit smaller, yes. but I, over the years, I've learned there's still people like there's going to be people in the, in the in Australia or in the world that are going to see my stuff before the other stuff. You know you. What I'm trying to say is there is a place for everyone and yes. everything, even if you think someone's bigger and more powerful and they have got more advertising dollars than you. I just think it's it's good to remember, and it's something that I've had to train myself to accept. Uh, but yes, lots of chunky pieces. That's that's my
0: vibe. Oh, good. I'm going to have to have a look. What can you, you tell us? Just a couple of like bestsellers
1: or key sellers that are uh, that you've got in the mm. moment yeah absolutely so at the moment just uh actually it was just before Christmas we came out with some of the Bottega jupe earrings you know those teardrop ones Hayley yeah. Bieber's okay. wearing them they are so hot they literally are growing legs and walking out of my front oh, door really? they are I cannot get enough of those they are so hot
0: how much weighs? $59.95. $59.95. Sorry, I'm gonna get
1: some. So they're a stainless steel base, which uh yeah. and they're they're really light. They look like they're heavy. I'm wearing them right now. It's tricky to see with my uh my headphones here. Yeah, I love them. Oh yeah. I love them they're nice them. and yeah, light. Yeah, yeah. And uh the stainless steel lasts a little bit longer as well. But yeah, gold plated or they come in silver. A lot of people actually are buying the bundle. So yeah. Bundles are a new thing for us, yeah. which is, um, but people love it because they often buy more than one thing anyway. So yeah. this the gold and silver bundle, because a lot of people out there are, are gold. Like I would say, majority people are
0: gold are they? girls. I see. I, I win yes. Both. Are you silver? I'm both. Oh, I got gold today. Yeah, I'm. I'm both, but I got silver on my arm. But yeah, I alternate. Yeah.
1: So I would sell. I reckon ninety five percent is gold. Oh. Oh, yes. Pick that. I know, but I'm telling you silver is going to be so 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 hot this year, like even bigger than it was last year. It's coming. Nice. Even Pinterest predicts they put out a thing, uh, you know, they do their like end of year wrap of what's coming for the next right. year and they're like chrome's are massive. I didn't know that. So, yeah, but, it's but coming.
0: Was so much bigger than um silver. There you go. Yeah,
1: in my experience, absolutely.
0: Okay. Wow. There you go.
1: Are you doing the designs? We do a bit of, I do a bit of both. Okay. So I do a bit of open market buying.
0: Yeah.
1: With like these, like the dupes, that an existing mould exists. There's no point recreating the wheel there. And there's other designs that we, I design myself and have designed, you know, with my business partner over the years. And similarly with the collaborations that we've done, We, um, I'm actually working on another one. It's a secret at the moment, but that's all going to be designed from, from scratch. And the other thing with sort of the open market thing, which people might not understand is you sometimes not just buying them sort of off the shelf. You can also choose, you know, what is the base metal that you're working with and what's the level of plating that you're putting over the top. So there's an element of, you know, of thought (laughs) and, uh, personalization, I suppose that goes into it. You're as right. well,
0: what's your role? I mean, I'm sure you're still doing everything, but have you got an agency managing your social media and things like that, or how's it operating at the moment?
1: No, the only the only thing that I'm outsourcing at the moment is some PR, wow,
0: which has been really helpful for else the press. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, you would get less back small. Of the risk from me if I was coaching you.
1: <laughs> would I? Why? Tell me more.
0: Oh, slap me. Yeah, because only because you're now at the stage of growth and for you to continue growing in the way that actually you are totally ready for, you've got to free yourself up.
1: You know what? You are so right and maybe we need to have like a a proper session. Oh, I've lost an earphone. Because when you're in it, sometimes it's hard to see it from the outside and I know I am so stretched and i was talking to someone else about hustle culture the other day and you know everyone's tried to kind of cancel hustle hustle culture but right now in the season that i'm in family situation and everything it's kind of all i all i know and at yeah. the end of the day i've got a mortgage to pay and bills to pay yes. and so the only way i know how to do it is to just do it, but you know that. what? Let's take this offline. Yeah. Let's have that chat. But let me just quickly say yeah.
0: something, though, because this is I used mm. to be like that, and I, I actually I totally understand what you're saying. um I'm in the process of actually automating my business, so I've got this software engineer engineer who's been creating these apps for me because what I find in my business is there's a lot of repetitive emails that go out. In fact, there's, mm-hmm. a, there's a lot, a crazy amount. So he's actually automating all that. So I can still personalise. I open up this app and I go in and just put actually the details, but then hit send and actually the entire email goes out that's personalised. And that is, at the moment, that saving me about six hours a week, just wow change. Yeah. So, and I've been making all these changes. Plus I've got a team. I mean, I've been going for 13 years, so I'm at a different mm-hmm. stage. But it's kind of like, you know, you hit you hit a point and then you go, I'm so stretched that I can feel grey hair growing and I'm i at maximum capacity. And so you've got to then automate and create systems and processes which then gives you space and then you grow again and then you hit another ceiling and then you do the same thing mm. again. So it's, it's never like a set and forget. You know what I mean? Like you're just constantly adding mm. um or streamlining and changing your systems and processes to give you more space and then you, when you hit the ceiling again, you do it again um that's so true and i i think it's that
1: old sort of adage about working in the business and then on the business and i'm at the stage where i i absolutely i love i love packing orders because i get to see what people have ordered and where people are going and it gives me a sense for what is selling well i know there's analytics but when you're touching and feeling you're going oh another pair of these another pair of these
0: yeah
1: but it's now become like oh gosh that's going to take me however many hours when I really need to be you know thinking of like big growth like big moves now not already be stuck in the everyday. yeah Yeah, I'm ready I'm ready
0: you absolutely are I think the really good way of thinking of it is like I'm giving myself a promotion and and a payment Mm. because if you were working for someone else at this point of working for someone else you'd be like oh hang on I'm. I'm going to work somewhere else, or I want to be promoted with a pay rise. So we. That's so point, true. Have to remember to do that for ourselves, because otherwise, yeah, what an excellent
1: analogy. I, yeah, and it's mm, so I for like one. that.
0: Yeah, and it's also when you get to the end of a year or, or an era, you kind of go, "Well, okay, what's my bonus going to be? Is it going to be cash, or am I buying myself something?" So yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, I like that, and yeah. so as as a as a product based business. What would be the first thing that you would advise someone like myself to kind of outsource, I suppose? Packing.
0: Because yeah. anyone, anyone can do that. They just need to be trained in the ways so that you're happy with actually how it's going to go. Mm. So packing is in an one because you can get, like, anyone to do that. You know, like it's not a specialised skill. And the other thing yeah, that
1: it's funny you're
0: doing if you haven't already is outsourcing bookkeeping.
1: I do do that. I should have yeah, mentioned that as well. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Most people do that. Usually, that's the first thing that gets outsourced. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm oh, like, no. oh, numbers, numbers. I oh, know. No.
0: None of us like numbers. <laughs> we just like fun stuff. Hey, no, look. Yeah, exactly. So let everyone finds you, um, and then if, maybe if you give me a code afterwards, and then I can put it um, in the show notes of this podcast, as well as on my Absolutely. website. I'll mention it on s- social media as well.
1: That would be excellent. Yeah. So you can find us where www.gimmeestore.com and gimme is, you know, like the Abba song, gimme, gimme, gimme. So G-I-M-M-E, Uh Instagram is where we do our best work. So it's at store with two underscores, I believe. I always forget. But if you type in gimme, you'll find us. Yeah. and you'll find me through there somewhere as well because I'm always showing my my face because i figured out that is a good way to cut costs when you don't want to get someone else to make your content. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. No, and you're <laughs> perfect for it. Perfect for <laughs> it. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, thanks so much for joining us. I have loved this conversation. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. I've been following
1: you for years, and I love everything you share, so you're always very generous. Thank you, and I'm going to absolutely hit you up about some more <laughs> you know, growth strategies because I feel like you're just going to put a rocket up my bowl. Yeah, yeah,
0: absolutely. (laughs) All right. Have
1: a great afternoon. Thanks, Alison. Bye.